Fucking, let's do this shit. Uh, right in. Let cool. me let me gather my my video source. Let me look at my notes right quick. Um, that I like took that say things that I wanted to talk about on the podcast. Ah, yes, 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 yes. because one of my brother's boyfriends, because he is in a throuple. Mm-hmm. Hello, Dylan, Logan, and Brock. Um, Dylan started listening to our podcast okay, yes. and he sent us a little link to the origins of nicknames, which I thought was really interesting because we had talked about that on God knows what episode. <laughs> Can't even remember last night. I don't remember oh, what episode man. we talked yeah, about. Yeah, I know we did mention. But we talked about like, even yeah, Dick, Richard, Bill, mm-hmm. William, mm-hmm. what else? I think it might have been during the Whaley House episode. I uh, know, that's too recent. No? We just did the Whaley House. Hmm. And he started listening like two weeks ago. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. Yeah. It was way... It, it must have been, like, something. Mm. Something. Maybe Shelly Miscavige. Maybe. Or Shelly Michelle. Remember? Oh, that's... that's uh, yeah, oh, that... yeah, Shelly. Shelly Michelle. Hey. Maybe. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Cool. Anyways. What um, is the origin of nicknames? Give me give me some insight. Let me vape away from the mic, because I guess it picks that up. Yeah, so. I'm going to go over here. <laughs> we were testing the audio, you guys. And <laughs> Mimi's just, like, ripping her fucking pen over there. It sounded like... like a fucking, like, bike tire. Deflating. No, literally. <laughs> so I'm doing a very Chad motion right now. Um, they Nicknames played a significant role between, like, before the 13th century in England, where surnames were uncommon. Okay. Interesting. So, like surnames, like last names. Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah. So they would just call you. So you'd be like Bailey, Bailey Gore. Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was trying to tell my coworkers about that yesterday, and they just like. You ever, Did they like, not get it? You ever like tell someone something and it's like funny and like you expect them to laugh and they're just kind of like staring at you with like like they're still waiting for the punchline. Yes. Oh god. Yeah. So no. I'm I'm not gonna take it personal, but I'm fucking hilarious and I don't need anybody else to tell me that. Yeah. Yeah. I was put on this earth to be funny and to, to be funny and, and be sexy and confusing for people to look at. Exactly. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> And that's not on that. And that's not on that. Um, what else did you want to... Oh, did you want to talk about your spooky encounter? Oh, my goodness. The other night okay. from your fucking fucked up homie. <laughs> okay, so oh, you guys, oh. Nini and I were allegedly extremely high. Allegedly. 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 Some might say. Sources say. <laughs> Evidence suggests that <laughs> Evidence we were extremely high. We were violently high. And we kept trying to watch Scream 6 because it's out on Paramount. Paramount Plus. Mm. And um, if you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. Mm-hmm. But Amazon has like a add-on where you can do Paramount. So anyways, I had it. Mm-hmm. So we're going to watch it. And within like what? The first four minutes? Yeah. Like right my before TV, like, even locked the us out. Kill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The TV locked us out. And we were like, uh, okay, spooky. But whatever. Like mm-hmm. my Wi-Fi is terrible sometimes. Mm-hmm. So then we keep watching it. We get like. Almost into the frat party. Yeah. The frat part, the Halloween party at the frat house. And it does it again. And mm-hmm. so we're like, okay, let's take the L and Did watch we try it go again? home. No, we, t- we tried it oh, twice. Okay. Because like the first time we were like, okay, like what? That's weird. It's a fluke. And then we kept watching and like the frat house scene is okay. like, like 15 the... minutes in, dude. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, hello. Um. So we're like, all right. So God or whoever, whoever she is, doesn't want us 
watching anything right now. Like, let's go home. So Nini leaves and I'm, oh, okay. No, I'm sorry. Let's backtrack because (laughs) Nini has been supplying me with drinks, weed drinks, weed drinks. And oh yeah, we should have prefaced that. We had some left over. A little, little sipping tin. A little a little sipping tin, exactly. Mm. And Nini is like, oh, there's like a sip left. And I'm like, oh, like, that's fresh. what? Maybe like 10, 20 milligrams? Like maybe, okay. At least from my angle, that's what it looked like. <laughs> I swear I was drinking for ages, bro. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it was like two seconds. <laughs> But you know me, I'm I'm very sensitive to highs. Like I'm on fucking so sensitive. I wish that was me. Okay, but I I'm on hella meds. You're not. Yeah. You should be thankful you're not, because I wish I could get as high as you can and like not have a fucking psych go into psychosis. (laughs) Like Jesus Christ. Valid, valid. I see you. So I drank that right before Nini leaves, and Nini's like eyes like are trying to hide the fact that she knows that I'm about to get really high and be by myself. So I'm like. God bless her soul. So I um, crawl into bed and I just try to pretend like everything's okay. I'm like, I'm not that high. It's fine. I'm cozy. I'm cozy. I'm going to go on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, period. Mm-hmm. And I'm texting my friend Wilkes. Hi, Wilkes. Hi, he Wilkes. Listens, he listens to the podcast. He better. <laughs> he, I'm telling him we're talking about Scream because he just recently went on a voyage to watch all of the Scream movies mm-hmm. so yes, he can watch Scream Sex. Yes. yes. And Good so we're her. talking about that. I'm like talking about like letterboxed and shit. And I leave the messaging app to go on like TikTok or something. So my mind's distracted, right? And I look at my phone and I see I have a missed call from an unknown number, but it's fucking 1130 at night. So I'm like, who the fuck calls me? Mm-hmm. And I was trying to explain to Nini that on iPhones, they transcribe the voicemail to you before you have to even listen to it. So you can just see what they're saying. And on the screen, it says, do you like scary movies? <gasps> Fuck no. That's just gave me chills. No, literally. Like, you already told me this, but I'm still like shaking. Me laying I'm in like bed that. high as fuck. Like, Did you sit like bolt upright? I, no, like when I tell you the second I read that message, like I said, fuck no, like out loud. And I just grabbed a knife because I have a knife mm-hmm. on my windowsill yes. and I bolted it into my parents' house because I live in a... Okay, well, I'm not going to give you the whole shindig, but um, yeah. And then Wilkes texts me like five minutes later and he's like, bitch, that was me. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I got doxxed. I got someone's trying to murder me. Someone's listening to the podcast mm-hmm. and like wants to kill us because I think that we want to experience what we talk about. Like it's the it's the weird neighbor with the weird laugh that oh, we heard bro. the other day. That was my first. That was my first. Yeah. I was like, oh Jesus, they they're coming back for yeah. revenge because we laughed at their exactly laugh. because the <laughs> night before the cops were outside of our house at like three a.m moseying around and we were like, what the fuck's happening? They didn't come to our door to tell us what was going on. So I was like, oh my god, there's somebody on the loose. Like. And was, a dead body over here. Yeah, it was scary. Like, that's that's it was so, so weird. Scary. So, did I ever tell you about the time I saw cops going up to the bench? I mm. was just like trying to go smoke after uh. work. Um, if you know, you know. Um, there will be no further elaboration. Yeah. But yeah, I was driving to the bench and like halfway up the thing, like there's a semi or a pickup truck just like stopped completely. And then there's like um, probably like two fire trucks, like three or four cop cars, and then like two or three unmarked cop cars, right? And as I'm stopped behind this pickup truck, another unmarked car like zooms past me, like shakes my fucking car. Like it was going that fast. And I like, you know, I try to look kind of around the truck that's in front of me and you see like cops walking from the like roadway, like Uh into, there's no like um, shoulder or anything right right there, you know, it's just dirt and like, you know, weeds and shit. And they're like, it looks like they're combing through like those nope. like the leaves no, and stuff. You. And I was like, um, right. 
Right, but you know what's even more bizarre? What? I tried to look up online, like, you know, on a couple of, like, local, like, Mm -hmm. little Facebook news sources and stuff to see what was going on, and I... Couldn't find anything? No. And I'm like, that's bizarre. No, that's sussy baka. Yeah, and you know somebody, there was, um, like, a pregnant woman that went missing in this area, like, right before Valentine's Day, I think. Yeah, she wasn't from this area, and she was traveling through with her parents, and they stopped at, like, a fast food restaurant, like, off the highway, and she got out of the car, and, like, they haven't seen her since what? i don't think yeah what the fuck mm-hmm. she was like so she was seven abducted. months pregnant yeah she's seen like on camera walking away from the fast food restaurant at like 11 something at night and then like as far as i know they haven't found her oh my god and that was my first thought i was like it's got to be that but no i literally found you nothing about anything? that Mm-mm. what the fuck mm-hmm. wow. and then like eventually i just like you know i sat there for a few minutes yeah. and like i tried to get some pictures but then i was scared that they would probably be watching me yeah so then i i just turned around and I left. but so yeah it was bizarre dude it was bizarre wow it was one of the first days that it started to get warm like the last mm. like couple months oh so just like yeah just maybe like a, maybe like three or four weeks oh okay. three weeks. yeah like it's it's pretty pretty recent but yeah that was spooky wow very very spooky so what we're saying in conclusion is don't fuck with us. Don't fuck with us. We, we have both, a knife. Yes, both of us. We have we combined have a knife. We are a knife. We actually um have you ever seen it's, Soul Eater? I was saying it's like the one anime. of the, it's, yeah, but that you need the two pieces <laughs> of the scissors to like go together. Yeah. <laughs> well kind of like that, but like one yeah, yeah, person yeah. is like the oh my god, I'm not I'm not can't remember the fucking I have a soul eater tattoo and I can't remember it right now. I hate being on the spot. Um but like one person is like the weapon and the the meister. There, well, okay, you know what? No, I don't care. All right. I was like <laughs> starting to follow, and you, I was like, uh-uh. I'm gonna Google uh-huh. it. I'm gonna Google it. Hold on. Soul Eater. Let's see. Uh, the premise <laughs> The Death Weapon Meister Academy. So, like, three teams, each consisting of a weapon meister and a weapon. And that can transform into a humanoid. Ah, gotcha. so like when they're like in danger, or like fighting a certain monster, they're like, transform now, and like they the person transforms into the weapon, and they ah, fight together. Cool. Yeah, so okay, cool. that's what we are. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're the you're the meister. Yes. I am. I am the. Humanoid I'm Death the Kid because he's super obsessed with um, death. Uh, sy- uh oh. symmetry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that literally is you. Oh my gosh. Asymmetric. A- a- is it asymmetry or symmetry? Symmetry is the one that it is. I know, but I can't. I can't remember what which one he's obsessed with. Asymmetry. Symmetry. Symmetry. Yes. Cool, cool, cool. And that makes sense with all your tattoos, right? You always try to go for. And he has like hair. He has like black hair with like a white stripe. It's so cute. I love him. I love him so much. I need to get on the anime train. You really do. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get. Let's get into these stories, bitch. Woo! Trouble. It's not a couple. It's, it's a th- three times the thrusting. <laughs> oh, I don't want to oh, think about sorry. that. No, oh, man. Oh. All right. Awkward. Get into your fucking story before <laughs> Me, I throw it Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, let me have a little sip of my beverage. Please. Yeah. We're drinking soju tonight, girlies. What, is this the strawberry one? Yes, yeah, strawberry yeah, soju. Strawberry soju. Um, in these really cute, like, geometric cups. Yes. That are, like, kind of weird. Yes. Anyway. Um, what are we calling this drink first? Oh, God. The thruple? The thruple. The thruple. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Okay. Cool. Um, we should totally have a bar. We should. We should make a bar. Like, on a, on a grassy bar. Bar. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if you beat me to the punch, on a grassy bar. On a grassy bar. Yeah, that's going to be our offshoot, our pop-up. Anyway. Anyways. I digress. Okay. Welcome back. Welcome back, guys. To Spooky Time with moi. 
Nini Tortellini. Um, I'm taking you on a little bit of a wild ride today. I can't wait. No pun intended. Really? Um, to the lovely scenic country of the United Kingdom. Okay. Specifically, a National Express charter bus traveling from London to Liverpool in the year of our Lord, L-O-R-D-E, gotcha. 2008. 2008. Yeah, 2008. I was in eighth grade. Yeah. We were in eighth grade. We were in eighth grade. Yeah. Oh, what what album came out that year? I wonder. Um, oh, I, I don't remember. And I think that was uh, Fall Out Boy, Infinity on High. Really? Also. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was like 2007, 2008. I feel like. Hey, hey, I'm trying to record here. Oh, if you can keep it down, on. Mr. Blaine. Oh, my God. Sorry, guys. Jesus Christ. What is this fucking. <laughs> we just sit here, like, anyways. <laughs> Normal transition here. Yeah, literally. Um, that Sorry. was so rude. I was trying to. I was. Anyway, I you were gathering. I was. You were yeah, building. I was. We were right there, but now we're still right there. Okay, taking us right back. Okay. So, 2008. Right. Twins Sabina and Ursula Erickson. <gasps> oh. <laughs> we're traveling aboard this bus on okay. the M6 motorway, which motorway. happens to be the longest motorway. Known as a fucking freeway here in yes. garbage America. Gotcha. Um, measuring in at 230 miles long. So it's a very long road. Um, so while this bus is going down the M6, a BBC news crew was set up near the highway recording a show called Motorway Cops. Um, which I'm assuming is like it's the British cops. version of cops, yeah. but like Motorway. Like they're giving people like citations for like gotcha. brake lights and stuff because they're a lot nicer over there. Um, so they were recording near the Kiel Services rest stop, which is um where the National Express bus suddenly stopped on its hmm. route. Okay. According to the bus driver, he noticed Sabina and Ursula displaying worrying erratic behavior, like clutching their bags close and an anxious demeanor, and like just kind of looking around the bus, Eey. like very concerned. Like shooters, shooters. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And of course, um, he was afraid that the women were concealing weapons in their mm-hmm. bags. So, you know, he pulled over and so. he called the authorities. Oh, okay. So the police arrived and assessed the twins. Um, they actually deemed them to be harmless. They were able to look in their bags. Because they're what, they white women? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're Swedish. Oh. Um, even worse. Even worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they deemed them to be harmless and they let them go. And then the police left the scene. Shortly after the police departed, though, the twins ran into the center median of the highway and attempted to cross the speeding traffic. I'm sure you can see where this is going. Unsurprisingly, one of the twins, Sabina, was struck by a car. Help quickly arrived from highway agencies' officers. Um, They're basically like the people in charge of maintaining like highway safety standards, like making sure the roads are like maintained and like people. So they're like Caltrans, kind of. Yeah. Um, So they called uh, for police assistance Mm -hmm. again. Uh, Remember, the television crew is still capturing all of this. Jesus Christ! The, The motorway cops people are still recording all of this. So the police arrive on the scene again. And they move Sabina from the highway to the shoulder of the road so they can assess her injuries. Okay. When suddenly, her sister, Ursula, evades the police officers surrounding her and her sister and runs into traffic, slamming into the side of a heavy-duty Mercedes-Benz semi-truck (gasps) that was traveling at around 56 miles per hour. And she was obliterated, right? No. Then, her sister, Sabina, who had already been hit by a car, gets up and runs into traffic Again. again. Oh my fucking god! What are they on? Fucking PCP? And like, how did they get? How did she get up the first time? Bro? I don't know. How are yeah. they both not dead? Insane. She got hit by a semi truck, bro. She got hit by a semi truck. The most incredible part is they both fucking lived. 
Ursula's legs were crushed in the crash, but because she hit the literally like the side of the fucking bus, oh. she wasn't hit like by so it directly. On. Like okay. she ran into the side of it and uh. then like kind of spun on it, and uh. then like her legs ended up pinned under it. So her legs were crushed. <gasps> oh my god! In the in the crash, but uh, Sabina didn't have any serious injuries. She was just unconscious for like twenty minutes. Oh my god! How yeah. do you not have serious injuries getting hit by somebody on the freeway? Twice, dude. She got hit by two cars, mind you. Ursula just got I hit hate by this the chair right now. It's like it gave a little accent. So yeah, that was, that was kind of nice. Um, so when paramedics arrived on the scene, they were greeted with the twins spitting and scratching at them, while Ursula screamed, "I recognize you! I know you're not real!" Ooh. And Sabina regained consciousness to shout, "They're going to steal your organs!" They're definitely on something. Yeah. Unbelievably, again. Sabina was able to get up off the floor Shut the fuck up. and started screaming for help and police what? while she was surrounded by, by help police. and police. Gotcha. Punched an officer in the face and once again ran into fucking traffic. She just wants to die at this point, right? Yeah. Okay. In case you're wondering, there's still cars like stopped on the highway. Oh, okay. Like watching this shit unfold gotcha. in front of their faces. Uh-huh. So um, they see this woman running through traffic, like escaping from these like paramedics and cops that are trying to chase her down. So some good Samaritans mm. or big dummies, depending on, you know, how you view it, decided to help the paramedics um, and try to like corner her to like, you know, subdue us her. Us cornering Bilbo. Literally you and your mom right now <laughs> cornering Bilbo on Oh the my couch. God. <laughs> Except she didn't roll over and be like, okay, <laughs> I, you got me. <laughs> um, so eventually they were able to restrain her okay. and then uh, she was carried to an ambulance that was waiting and she was sedated and handcuffed. Nice. They should have sedated her when they when she the fucking into, first time yeah. right i mean she already ran into traffic once shouldn't you just like you know put her to sleep for a yeah. minute so she's not causing more harm yeah but i digress um the highway the m6 was closed for about four hours okay. in order for an air ambulance to transport ursula to the hospital because of her, her legs. Uh, leg injuries okay. and sabina was taken to the hospital by non-air ambulance okay. <laughs> by road ambulance right. if you will uh once they were at the hospital sabina became much calmer and controlled probably from whatever medication they gave yeah. her when they took her down. Uh, so much so that she was released after five hours in the hospital. But didn't where she... she made no question about how her sister was doing. And yeah, she walked out of the hospital. She was... was she, she sustained, like, minor injuries. She was Is she fine. the one that punched the officer or her other sister? Or her other it sister? was... Oh, no. um, the other one. It was Sabina. Yeah, she's the one that got hit by the two cars and punched the officer mm, in the face. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and she was fine. Really? Yeah, but it was weird that she didn't question how her sister was doing. Yeah, like, hello. After they had just been through that whole situation together. Um, so when she was processed by police um, due to the assault on the officer. Oh, okay. That's what I was asking. Yeah. I was like, was she not like mm-hmm. arrested? Yeah, it, she was just uh, questioned about gotcha. the, the assault on the officer. Okay. She said, quote, we say in Sweden that an accident rarely comes alone. Usually at least one more follows, maybe two. Eve. Right? That's uh, That's a little... I'd be like, like okay, are you gonna fucking prompt me with a riddle next? Yeah. <laughs> okay, <Troll> Paul Dano <laughs> in the Batman. Okay. <laughs> um. So on May nineteenth, two thousand eight, Sabina was released from police custody without a full psychiatric evaluation. Yikes! After pleading guilty to charges of trespassing on the highway and hitting a police officer, she was sentenced to a night in jail. But since she technically, a night? yeah. 
since she technically had already done the night in jail after she was released from the hospital and interviewed, they okay. just left. So once she was released, mm-hmm. Sabina began to wander the town, the town, the town of Stoke on Trent, like Stoke hyphen on hyphen Trent. Stoke on Trent. That's a, a weird yeah. place. I don't get it. Um, and now she was actually trying to find out what hospital her sister had been taken to okay. since they were not in the same uh, spot. She was carrying her possessions in a clear plastic bag given to her by police. Okay. When at around 7 p.m., two men walking their dog spotted Sabina on Christchurch Street. The two men were 54-year-old Glenn Hollandhead, a welder and qualified paramedic, which interesting, interesting yeah. and his friend Peter Malloy. Sabina stopped to pet their dog and start a conversation. Peter Malloy? Isn't there that a story of Peter Malloy? And he like is a homeless person who gets like obliterated by a bunch of townspeople who like are gonna try to put an insurance claim on him and he like doesn't die. He's like fucking Rasputin. Have you ever heard that story? <laughs> <laughs> That's his name, it's Peter Malloy. Or is it Michael Malloy? I think it's Michael Malloy. Fuck. I'm sorry. I'm like <laughs> it's fucked up. You threw a lot of- oh, it's shit. fucked up, oh. yeah. Uh, and when you were describing that, my brain went to that movie The Lottery. I've never seen that. You've never seen that? Uh, oh, shit. Okay. Is well, it good? Yeah, it's kind of like a similar thing. Oh, really? But, um, I feel like no spoiler alert. It okay. came out in like the 60s. But oh. um, yeah, like the <laughs> town. Um, born. The like townspeople, like once a year, they um, everybody enters their name into like this lottery gotcha. drawing. And Wait, then, I feel like we've read that. And like, then, yeah, and then uh, like whoever's name gets picked, they get um, stoned by the gotcha. townspeople. Okay. Like, they yeah, yeah. actually and I know get exactly murdered. What you're talking about. Okay, mm-hmm. so. That's what it like was reminding me of. Yeah. You're telling me kind of like that, but it's just like. A, a barkeeper who his bar isn't like doing as well and uh, peter michael Malloy, i think is a homeless man who like always drinks there and has like a a million dollar tab basically because uh, he drinks for free basically uh-huh. and they're like hit the barkeep or and like we... and everybody and all his friends are like what if we put a fucking insurance claim on him and, and he just like, kill him yeah shit yeah. Ooh, that's fucked up mm-hmm. okay we're gonna have to look into cool. that yeah um so yeah peter and glenn gotcha um, so while Sabina stopped to pet their dog and kind of chit chat for a little bit, um, Peter noticed that she was behaving nervously, um, like looking around, kind of like she was waiting for somebody or like looking out for somebody coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and she asked them for directions to a hotel or a bed and breakfast in the area. Unfortunately, Mr. Glenn Holland's head had a big heart and he offered to take Sabina back to his place a few blocks away on Duke Street. Okay. Sabina obviously accepted and started telling the man about how she was looking for her sister, even though I'm sure she left out the part about the highway Ugh, havoc. I ran into <laughs> traffic twice. Yeah, like four fucking... It was a whole thing. But now I'm here. Let's hang out. A normal Wednesday night uh, Yeah. <laughs> I, I day of the week I, know, right? I always think about things like that. When oh, there's yeah. like a major event, I'm like, I'm just like, like oh, a... What day was this on? Yeah, just yeah. like a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Just like a Wednesday, you know? So um, as the three of them talked over drinks at Mr. Holland's head's house... Sabina started acting erratically again and would constantly get up to peek out the window, which led Peter to assume maybe she was running from somebody that was trying to harm her or she was escaping like a relationship or something. So whatever. Um, In the middle of conversation, she offered the two men cigarettes. And as they took the cigarettes and went to light them, she snatched them out of their mouths and claimed that they'd been poisoned. What? I'd be like, okay, babe, you can leave. Yeah. Um. So, understandably, uh, he didn't want to stick around, and Peter left yeah. Glenn's house uh, around midnight, and he left Glenn alone with Sabina. The next day, around noon, Glenn reached out to his brother for help in finding Ursula, since I think he was also, like, in the medical field, like, oh, paramedic okay. or something. So, mm-hmm. he's like, you know, can you call some hospitals and see right. if they have her? Um. Later that day, around 7.40 p.m., Glenn popped over to his neighbor Frank's house to ask for some tea bags. So British. Before going back to his house 
And moments later, he staggered out, covered in blood, and coughing out the words, she stabbed me. What the fuck? Before he fell to the ground Sabina stabbed him? Yeah. To make it even sadder, you know I love making shit really sad, his last words were allegedly, look after my dog for me. Oh. I know. Isn't that the saddest thing? Fuck. Isn't that sad? That really hurt my feelings. That's so fucking That's so tragic. So Frank, the neighbor, quickly called 999, which is the British version of 911. But Sabina had already fled Glenn's house armed with a hammer. CCTV footage in the area uh, saw her running down the street, hitting herself in the head with the hammer periodically. And just like running. Um, A passing motorist named Joshua Gradage saw Sabina with the weapon and decided he would try to subdue her and take the hammer. But as they wrestled, Sabina hit Josh in the back of the head with a fucking roof tile. What? A roof tile that she had in her pocket the whole time. So crazy. These people are literally insane. I'm like, what are you guys on? Like, this is like some Lucy. Like, what did you have worn off by then? Yeah. Exactly. This is like a whole almost 24 hours since this happened. The first thing happened on the freeway. Oh, so she just has schizophrenia or something. Okay. So Josh wasn't able to subdue her, but by this point, the paramedics uh, were already looking for her and they were chasing her as well. So um, Sabina took off when she saw the paramedics coming and fucking Robocop Robocop over here. She jumped from a 40 foot high bridge onto another highway. But this time, she broke both of her ankles and fractured her skull. So Good. the paramedics were able to sedate her and Good. take her to the hospital again. Fucking crazy bitch. Right? So Sabina was arrested on June 6, 2008, okay. at the University Hospital of North Staffordshire, where she was recovering from her injuries. Okay. And on September 11, 2008, she was discharged from the hospital in a wheelchair, taken into custody, and charged with murder. Gotcha. God, imagine going to jail with, like, two broken ankles and a fractured mm-hmm. skull. And a fucking fractured skull awful i mean miserable. maybe you shouldn't stab people and jump off bridges, yeah but whatever. maybe you shouldn't stab people and like you know beat yourself in the head with a hammer yeah. you fucking head. uh you might be wondering though what happened to ursula yeah what happened to crushed legs mcgee <laughs> <laughs> so crushed legs mcgee over here um she recovered from her injuries and she was released from the hospital in september 2008 as well okay. uh before going home to sweden and then she relocated to the u.s and that's that on that yep <laughs> okay that's that on that we don't we don't know anything. Are you serious? Anything else? Yeah, like she's out there okay, somewhere. So what about Sabina? Uh, Sabina pled guilty to manslaughter with diminished responsibility, which I'm assuming like some sort of mental illness yeah, defense yeah, yeah. or something. Um, in September of 2009, this is a year after the accident. Uh-huh. Um, at no point during the trial did she explain why she did what she did, only replying with no comment when questioned by police. What the fuck? Both the prosecution and defense claimed that Sabina was insane at the time of the killing, but was now sane at the time of trial, a year after the murder. Did they, like, medicate her? I mean, did they do any kind of psychiatric evaluation? Not, Not like, I, was, like, no, I, I don't, wow. I don't think so, yeah, so it was just, like, completely ignored, like, as a, as, like, a mental health crisis. Um... It was during this trial that Sabina's defense counsel claimed that she was a secondary sufferer of folie adieu. Folie adieu. Or shared psychosis slash shared delusional disorder. Interesting. Influenced by the presence or perceived presence of her twin sister, Ursula, who was the quote-unquote primary sufferer. Okay. Uh, Before I dive into the history of folie adieu, 
let's wrap things up with uh, Superwoman over here. Yeah. Um, so the court heard evidence that Sabina suffered from a psychiatric disorder that resulted in her hearing voices, but she couldn't interpret what the voices said. Which, like, okay, that wouldn't explain why she had done what she yeah, did, but unless really... it was, like, oh, you know, like, because of just, like, the the constant, like, garble in her brain, like, right. she was overwhelmed and, like, you know, needed some sort of I guess. Or something. That's the only thing I could see that makes sense. Yeah. Um, another theory said that she actually suffered from acute polymorphic delusional disorder, okay. which is a mental illness in which a person suffers from delusions but has no accompanying hallucinations and thought or mood disorders. I guess that explains the acute part. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, Justice Saunders, who was in charge of the case, concluded, quote, Sabina was suffering from delusions which she believed to be true, and they dictated her behavior. It is not one of those cases where the defendant could have done something to avoid the onset. I understand that the sentence will seem entirely inadequate to the relatives of the deceased. However, I have sentenced on the basis that the reason for the killing was the mental illness, and therefore the culpability of the defendant is low, and therefore, the sentence I have passed is designed to protect the public. Unquote. Wow. Yeah. Um, ultimately, she was sentenced to five years in prison. And she was sent to the Bronzefield Women's Prison, where she was... Five years for killing a man? Yep. Where she was first eligible for release in 2011. Since she had already spent 439 days in custody up until the sentencing. Oh, so I don't give a fuck about him. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, for, for real. So... It is now time for just a brief intro into Folly Adieu, the okay. history of Folly Adieu. Let's get into it. So, Folly Adieu, French for folly of two, or Ooh. madness shared by two. Madness shared by two. Um, is also known as shared psychosis or shared delusional disorder, uh, sometimes abbreviated as SDD. And it is a collection of rare Suck psychiatric... Suck this dick. Suck this dick. Exactly. <laughs> Suck this dick. Also. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> that's the name of the episode. So, STD. <laughs> STD. Um, so it's a collection of rare psychiatric syndromes in which symptoms of a delusional belief and sometimes hallucinations are transmitted from one person to the other. Right. This syndrome can also occur in groups of more than two people. Wow. I think it can go up to like four or five people and oh, even wow. an entire family. Oh, um, I just forget what the designations are because gotcha. it's French. Okay. Um, and it was first conceptualized in the 19th century by French psychiatrist Charles Lassigue. 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 It looks like Sagu. Like Sagu. Sagu. Lassigue. Yeah. And Jules Falret. Okay. Folly-a-do is most commonly diagnosed or seen in people who live in close proximity to each other, may be socially or physically isolated, and have little interaction with people outside of them, too. Hmm. So, not us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, we've done some well. shit at the ball. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are two subcategories that explain how folly-a-do affects more than one person. Right. And the designations are folly impulse and folly simultanee. So, folly impulse occurs when the primary slash inducer person okay. initially forms a delusional belief during a psychotic episode and imposes it on the secondary or induced person mm -hmm. with the assumption that the secondary person may not have become deluded if they'd been left alone. Okay. If people in this situation are admitted to the hospital for care, the delusions in the secondary person usually resolve without needing medication. Interesting. Because you're basically just being influenced by the other person. Right. You don't you didn't actually come up with these. This reminds me of have you heard of the Bever brothers? They're like two brothers who murdered their entire family. Oh no. And I feel like that's like because one of them was older uh -huh. and they were both like, Oh, we want to get like become famous, like serial killers basically. 
and they literally murdered like their little sisters, their parents, like Paige. everybody. Oh. And I think the family dog. Yeah. I don't know about this book. I know. Oh. It's fucked up. Oh my god. It's remind so me up. to remind me to dive into yeah. that one at some point. But that reminds me of yeah. Folly. Mm-hmm. So um then we have Folly Simultanee, which is either a situation where two people considered to in are considered to have independently experienced psychosis okay. influence the content of each other's delusions so that they become identical or strikingly similar, or a situation in which two people, quote unquote, morbidly predisposed to delusional psychosis mutually trigger symptoms in each other okay that makes sense yeah yeah um and then within those delusions there's four different types and delusion here is defined as a fixed belief that doesn't change even when a person is presented with conflicting evidence interesting and these are this is a little bit of an easier breakdown okay so, uh the first one is bizarre delusions okay clearly implausible delusions that aren't understood by peers within the same culture even those with psychological disorders okay so an example that uh wikipedia gave me for this actually would be like believing that while you slept um somehow every single one of your organs was removed from your body <laughs> even though there are no signs or there is literally nothing nothing to, to point to that yeah. but that's what you've decided to cling to right um then we have non-bizarre delusions and these are common among those with personality disorders and are understood by people within the same culture okay an example of this one would be like um unsubstantiated claims of being followed by the fbi in unmarked cars um this would be since it would be unlikely to experience this predicament it is possible right and other people around you understand that that's gotcha. something that could happen it's more plausible yeah gotcha. so that one's kind of like kind of rooted in reality a little bit gotcha and then we have mood congruent delusions which correspond with a person's emotions in a specific time frame usually during an episode of mania or depression okay and an example of this one is like you're absolutely certain that you're going to win a million dollars at the casino on thursday night at eight o'clock specifically uh, okay despite having like no way to see the future or influence an event happening right, but right, you right. are like a hundred percent decided that's gonna happen because okay. you're like in a high mood gotcha basically. and then lastly there is mood neutral delusions and these are unaffected by mood can be bizarre or non-bizarre so like be rooted in reality and not be and this delusion is quote a false belief that isn't directly related to a person's emotional state hmm this one's a little bit this one's kind of interesting okay the example they gave for this one was you're convinced that somebody has switched bodies with your neighbor a belief which persists regardless of your emotional status okay so like you don't have any like you know you weren't influenced by like either a manic or depressive episode in believing that gotcha. you're just like oh yeah that's i feel like that's still though in reality sake like probably some kind of disorder to yeah. believe that yeah, well, yeah. it's a, it's a, well, that's what the yeah. delusion is. Like, yeah. you know, you have, com- you're, you're given the answer and you're given reasoning why that's not true. But yeah, you're still like, it doesn't change. One hundred percent on it. Yeah. yeah, like conspiracy theories. Yes, <laughs> truly. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Okay. And apart from the Erickson twins, um, there is another famous case. Yes. Of Folly Do, um, in the Silent Twins. Yes. June and Jennifer Gibbons um just a little refresher okay. for those of y'all that don't know june and jennifer gibbons were known as the silent twins because they only communicated with each other using a private language which is known as cryptophagia and it's apparently mostly seen in twins really yeah like that like twins will develop their own like secret language so mm-hmm. that nobody else can like infiltrate like their circle of, like oh, trust that they have okay. basically um and 
over time, uh, the twins like experienced a lot of isolation. I think they were the only like black children um, on their street or like in their school. Um, they were in the UK and it was just like, you know, different, different times. And as teenagers, um, after a number of petty crimes, like vandalism, arson, theft, they, uh, you know, petty, casual, crimes, yeah. <laughs> petty teenage crimes, um, they were admitted to the Broadmoor Hospital in Berkshire, England, which is like a high security psych ward. Oh, okay. And they stayed there for 11 years. And I think during this time period is when they came up with like a pact that um, if for some reason, like if one of them had to die for the other one to live, Mm -hmm. like that would be fine. Like the other person, whoever lived though, had to start speaking and like have a normal life. That makes no sense, but I don't speak cryptophagia, so. Yeah. So, um, during their stay in the hospital, they started believing, like, you know, one of them had to die. Okay. And Jennifer made the decision to be the one that was going to die. And for some reason, they were being transferred from Broadmoor Hospital to, like, a more, like, open and, like, kind of a less um, high security place Mm -hmm. um, called the Caswell Clinic in Wales. And when they were transferred, once they got there, Jennifer, like, was catatonic. Uh She, like, they couldn't, like, wake her from sleep. And she died. Like, a little bit. Like, nothing happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she was taken to the hospital. And, like, a few days she died of, um, they said it was acute myocarditis, which is a sudden inflammation of the heart. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. And her sister, like, or June is still alive. And, and she, she went on to, like, went live, on a to live a normal life. And she has, you know, children. She has a family. She wrote some books about, what like, the, the whole fuck? encounter. And, yeah. Wow. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. <laughs> Fully it do. And, uh... Why do they do? have to make something sound so nice when it's so fucked up? When it's so awful. Yeah. No. Um, Folly Adieu, as we know, is yes. also the name of a Fallout Fall Boy album. album. And the upcoming sequel to the Joker movie. Yes, with Lady Starring Gaga. Starring Love of My Life. Gaga! 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 Damn. Um, and Joaquin Phoenix. So, that's a good yeah. Story. That's I like that. Folly Ado. And the case of the Erickson twins and the Gibbon twins. Wow. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Literally. All right. All right. It is time. It's time for Conspiracy Corner. Where's our little... Oh, there he is. There he is. Our alien abductee. When Carrie decided to clean my room. Ah. Carrie. Carrie. He belongs on the pod desk. So, I'm kind of excited for today's story. I'm very excited. Um, Today, we are talking about the Titanic. (gasps) Oh! Yeah. Um... So, oh my god! I feel like the Titanic is such a infamous incident, but I feel like a lot of people don't really know about the Titanic. Like, they know, know like the day that it ended. They know the movie. But that's it. They know the the happenings, mm-hmm. but they don't really know like all the bullshit behind it. Mm, so, okay, okay. Oh my god! Oh, so, this is a good one, dude. I'm excited. Shit! <laughs> so, I never would have guessed. <laughs> <laughs> um. We're starting off in the early 1900s, obviously, uh-huh. um, where transatlantic passenger trade was highly profitable and competitive, mm-hmm. with ship lines vying to transport wealthy travelers and immigrants. Okay. So, 
Two of the chief lions were White Star and Cunard. And mm-hmm. Cunard, if you don't remember, is actually the Queen Mary. Queen Mary. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, the familiar. Queen Mary line. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. So by the summer of 1907, Cunard seemed poised to create its share of the market with the debut of two new ships, okay. the Lu- Lu- Lusitania mm-hmm. and the Mauritania. Mm. Um, which were scheduled to enter service later that year, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, the two passenger liners were garnering much attention for their expected speed, and they would actually both later set speed records crossing the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. Oh, shit. So, Impressive. looking to answer his rival, White Star Chairman J. Bruce Ismay reportedly met with William Perrie, who controlled the Belfast shipping, um, I'm sorry, the Belfast shipbuilding firm, which is Harland and Wolf. Um, which constructed most of White Star's vessels. Gotcha. And the two men, the two men, the two men, <laughs> the two men de- devised a plan to build a class of large liners that would be known for their comfort rather than their speed. So gotcha. they're like, okay, you guys want to have the fast boats? Fuck you. Like yeah. we're gonna have the nice comfy. We're boat. gonna have the cushy boat. Yeah. Right on. So it was eventually decided that three vessels would be constructed: okay. the Olympic, the Titanic, and the Britannic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Gotcha. Oh, I didn't know it was the. I didn't know there was three. I thought it was just the Britannic and the Titanic. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, on March thirty first, nineteen oh nine, some like three months after work began on the Olympic, the keel was laid for the Titanic, and the two ships were actually built side by side in a specialty constructed gantry that could accommodate their unprecedented size. Because I mean, can you imagine building two of those fucking gigantic boats that's, right next I, to each other? Like in a covered space? I can't I, 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 yeah, 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 I don't that's, get it. That's I literally really don't. That's really um, the sister ships were largely designed by Thomas Andrews of Harland and Wolf, the shipbuilding firm. Mm-hmm. And addition, in addition to ornate decorations, the Titanic featured an immense first-class dining saloon, mm-hmm. four elevators, Ooh. and a swimming pool. Yo, four elevators? Its second-class accommodations were comparable to first-class features on other ships. And oh. its third-class offerings, although modest, were still noted for their relative comfort. So Okay. Okay. Getting into their safety elements. Ooh. Um, the Titanic... <laughs> they had none. <laughs> no, literally. No, because it says that the Titanic had 16 compartments that included doors, which could be closed from the bridge so that water could be contained in the event the hull was breached. Mm-hmm. Right? I do Although this. they were presumed to be watertight, the bulkheads were not capped at the top. <gasps> yes. So the ship's builders claimed that four of the compartments could be flooded without endangering the liner's buoyancy. The system led many to claim that the Titanic was unsinkable. Mm. Which, um, if you don't know what happened to the Titanic, bitch, it was not unsinkable. <laughs> uh, spoiler. It, yes. it fucking sank. <laughs> so, Titanic was launched oh on God. May 31st, 1911. Um, it then began the fitting out phase as machinery, machinery was loaded into the ship and interior work began, right? Mm-hmm. So, after the Olympics maiden voyage in June 1911, slight changes were made to the Titanic's design. So, it was probably like, what we don't like on this, we're going to change gotcha. on this book. Yeah. Um, in a early April 1912, so just one year later, the Titanic underwent its own sea trials, after which the ship was declared seaworthy. 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 I feel like we should bring that word back. Just seaworthy. Like in general. Oh, that's so seaworthy. That's seaworthy, dude. Like That's teaworthy. That's teaworthy. <laughs> oh, yes. Slay, I love that. Slay. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. 
Now, as it prepared to embark on its maiden voyage, the Titanic was one of the largest and most opulent ships in the world. I love that word, opulent. Opulent. It had a gross registered tonnage, which is the carrying capacity, of 46,328 tons. Jesus! And when fully laden, the ship weighed more than 52,000 tons. And isn't one ton 2,000 pounds? Yeah. So it's 100,000, 104,000 pounds? Yeah. And Jesus. that's floating in the ocean? Make yeah. That makes sense to me. Make no. that make sense Horrifying. to me. Horrifying. I don't so want any scary. part of that. I don't want any part of that. <laughs> it was approximately 882.5 feet long. Damn. And 92.5 feet wide at its widest point. I know. Oh my god. It was fucking massive. That's scary. Right? Like, I don't, like, I, what, I forget there's a word for that. Like, when you're afraid of really large things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I know there's, um... Submechanophobia. Sub yeah. About like things like machinery underground, underwater. underwater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. That one, I, oh. I'm afraid. Abandon like water parks and like, <laughs> oh my God. No. No. Anyways. Continuing on. So while the Titanic was under construction, its virtually identical twin, the RMS Olympic, mm-hmm. was launched on its maiden voyage, as we said, in June 1911. Mm-hmm. However, during this trip, the Olympic was involved in an accident oh. resulting in damage to the stern, right? Oh, shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Later that same year, September 20th, in the Brambles Channel of Southampton, Olympic collided with HMS Hawk. Oh, shit. Um, both ships sustained considerable damage, and court proceedings determined White Star at fault. Oh mm-hmm. no! Yeah. And the insurer Lloyd's of London, which Cunty, Lloyd's, Cunty, Cunty Lloyd's um, they denied the significant claim. Right. Ooh. So due to damage above and below the waterline, one third of the starboard side was replaced with new steel and a propeller. Oh shit! And to kind of recoup the costs, uh. the parts were removed from the yet to be launched Titanic. Oh, right. Because the Olympic needed to get back in the water it's- and earning. Yeah. So, the Olympic went back to work with a permanent list to port. Uh However, this fucking cursed bitch, in February 1912, the Olympic suffered her third major incident when she ran atop a sunken ship and threw the propeller propeller blade. Yeah. I'm like, how do you ran over a sunken sunken ship? ship? Oh my god. Like, be so fucking thrilled. But then again, this is like the early 1900s. I'm sure that happened like a lot. Yeah, there was no like underwater like sonar and shit. You were just kind of going. If you ran into something, you ran into something underneath the water. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, White Star's flagship returned to Belfast just weeks before the launch of Titanic. Okay. Okay. So, here's where the conspiracy theory begins. Oh. Because the ships were virtually identical Mm -hmm. to stem the financial bleeding. It's been suggested that the Olympic was repaired and then underwent minor labeling adjustments to reintroduce her as the unseekable Titanic oh, on April 10th, 1912. Oh, shit. Right? Okay, okay. Because they basically thought that she was too damaged to be profitable. Um, it suggests that the Olympic would be sunk, insurance money paid for full replacement, mm-hmm. and then White Star could get back to business with the remaining two superliners. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The fresh start would see the RMS Titanic take on the identity of the Fallen Olympic. Wow. And they're probably like bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. Like two birds, one stone. Exactly. Double the profits for us, less work. Um, Here's where it gets messy because there are several different story variations to what happened the night of the Titanic. Oh, okay. Right on. Um. And I think that this conspiracy theory has reemerged for a new generation via TikTok, um, where 
the tale of how the world's two largest objects ever constructed by humans, which I don't know if that's true. That's what it says in this mm. London Daily News article, but I'm like, I feel like, hello, like, mass skyscrapers and shit. Yeah, the pyramids, uh, Great Wall of China. Um, <laughs> they were switched up before one was mysteriously lost in the two-mile-deep water, which... <laughs> <laughs> two-mile deep? <laughs> that's so scary. Um, I hate that. Right. So, Ray Santilli was behind the 2011 documentary Titanic, The Shocking Truth. Oh! Um, which suggests that the Olympic and the Titanic were switched. Mm -hmm. And um, the film alleges that when the Olympic was damaged during sea trials and Lloyds of London refused to pay out for the repairs, a plan was hatched, yada yada, okay? Mm -hmm. But Mr. Santilli was actually behind um, the pre-internet era of alien autopsy project which what? was like yeah mm-hmm. oh, who shit. was approached by a team of researchers who said they had 100 percent true uh like proof mm-hmm. that the ship at the bottom of the ocean was not the titanic oh yeah. shit Ooh. Mm-hmm. um quote they could not get the story out to the media and they asked the i assist when i looked at their evidence there was no doubt in my mind that they were correct and he goes on to say that basically a hundred years ago, uh-huh. there was no social media, there was no internet or even television news. And the ordinary person never doubted what they were told by the press mm-hmm. or the government. Mm-hmm. You and really this have was, a reason to This was before World War II even started, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like all fine and dandy. Mm-hmm. Um, what I think is really telling is that even though we put all the damning evidence in a film 10 years ago, it's only now after, or not 10 years ago, but you know what I mean. At the time oh, of the well, no, no, 10 years ago, he's talking At about. At the time of the writing. Yeah. Um, it's only now after the story has leaked on social media, millions of people are getting, like, a glimpse of what, like, experts really think happened. Mm-hmm. But nobody's ever, like, said anything about it. Yeah. So it's like, of course, nobody's going to talk about it when this happened in 1912. Like, what does it matter to us? But yeah. it's like. 100, 110 years ago. Exactly. Jesus, to think about that. <laughs> time. So, Mr. Santilli basically believes that with the war brewing in Europe, the British government could not permit White Star and shipbuilder Harlan and Wolf, who employed thousands of highly skilled workers in its yard, from going under. Mm-hmm. So, the plan was concocted. Gotcha. It was the resulting fraud that saw the swapping of the ships and scuttling of the badly damaged Olympic rebranded as Titanic, and it was entirely possible as it was done with the assistance of the British government of the day in the name of the Official Secrets Act. Mm, For okay. the British government, it was critical that White Star survived. They needed the fleet of ships coming into the First World War, and they could not afford the workforce in Belfast to be unemployed. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I mean, I get that, right? Mm-hmm. That part makes sense, yeah. Um, here's the thing. When the fake and alien Titanic set sail under the command of Captain Edward Smith, the former captain of the Olympic... Um, minus its first-class passengers and with its recently doubled insurance cover, the plan was for it to be scuttled at an agreed location, and a rescue ship was supposed to be waiting to pick up the passengers. Sadly, that's not what happened. (laughs) Um, For the 1,507 people who lost their lives in the disaster, the rescue failed. So, that's one conspiracy. Okay. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. I mean, hey... Sorry, let me stop my aggressive I've had that happen with so many fucking friends. Okay, so, getting back into it. Yes. The Titanic, the, you know, incident is said to have been collision with an iceberg, Mm -hmm. damaging the hull's plates below the waterline on the starboard side. I'm saying this as if I understand what the fuck that means. "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." Um, Causing the front compartments to flood. 
The ship the ship then sank two hours and forty minutes later. Damn. With approximately see, and this is where like I'm saying like variations happen because this is saying fourteen uh, fourteen hundred and ninety six fatalities, mm-hmm. and I'm like. What I've seen in like most commonly is fifteen hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a lot of fifteen hundred seventeen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay, interesting. One thousand five hundred seventeen people, whatever. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> a lot of people say that it was deliberately sunk, um, on purpose to eliminate opposition to the creation of the Federal Reserve Bank, because, like the United States Federal yes, Reserve Bank. Yes. Oh. Um, some of the wealthiest men in the world were aboard the Titanic for her maiden voyage, several of whom, including John Jacob Astor, uh, Benjamin Guggenheim, and Isidore Strauss, were allegedly opposed to the creation of the U.S. Central Bank. Uh, however, no evidence of their opposition um, to the Morgans, because it was J.P. Morgan, JP Morgan yeah. um, centralized banking ideas have ever been found, mm-hmm. and Astor nor Guggenheim never spoke publicly on the subject and strauss apparently spoke in favor of the concept okay however all three ma- men died during the sinking uh-huh. so Damn. conspiracy theorists suggest that jp morgan the 70 year 74 year old oh damn he's 74 i didn't even know is he still alive i don't think like the original jp morgan but like maybe oh but maybe it was he was 74 at the time yeah, that makes more sense. I was like, that man. I was like, I was like, there's no fucking way. By now, there's no way. <laughs> I was so way. confused because, like, why would you say the 74 year old, like, at, in this, like, article? Okay. Yeah, that's a little strange. They should have said, like, at um, the time. <laughs> yeah. Who set up the investment banking firm that still bears his name, mm-hmm. arranged to have the men board the ship, and then sunk it to eliminate them. He was nicknamed the Napoleon of Wall Street. Oh, shit. He helped create General Electric. U.S. Steel, an international harvester, and was credited with almost single-handedly saving the U.S. banking system during the Panic of 1907. I do, I do vaguely know this. Yes. I saw that. I saw that History Channel docu series. Remember that one? Okay, but here's here's the plot twist, Ooh. right? Ooh. Because not only did he have a hand in the creation of the Federal Reserve, uh-huh. he owned International Mercantile Marine, which owned the Star Line, Star White Star Line, and thus the Titanic. So he owned the Titanic. So it's like. <laughs> that's a little oh shit right? okay damn i, I know that. i know like there were so many theories about this and so i'm like oh layers, shit bro. So um also captain lm morgan's oh my gosh captain i'm like tripping right now dude i'm not even that high you guys <laughs> i was like don't blame me this time no no no, no. i'm like literally shit. just like fucking dumb um captain lm collins a former member of the ICE pilotage service, based a conclusion on three pieces of evidence and going off of his own experience of ICE navigation and witness statements given at the two post-disaster inquiries, Uh that what the Titanic hit was not an iceberg, but low-lying pack ice. Okay. Okay. Which is like, okay. Is that really that much of a difference? But there's a whole fucking, like... Thing about it? Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. But basically, they say it's an optical phenomenon that is well known to ice navigators, where the flat sea and extreme cold distort the appearance of objects near the waterline, so it makes it making them appear to be the height of the ship's lights. Elongated. Gotcha. Okay. Which is scary to think about. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, it's not like you know, I'm going off of the Hollywood movie version of this, but I'm mm-hmm. like, there wasn't, they weren't like actively going through any fucking ice. Uh-huh. So why would there just be like this? Well, apparently, in another ice, in ice another sport. article, it says that they like um that 
the people in the what's it called the, the like watchtower watchtower um the crow's nest i think mm-hmm. is um they were out of binoculars they didn't have binoculars so they couldn't see into the night mm. and apparently they did see some ice and they kept trying to say something and like calling out to other ships and the other ship that was like in closest contact had shut off their um like what the fuck? radios for the they night were like, don't bother us don't bother us we're done don't call my phone. <laughs> i'm going to bed i'm going to bed i, I eat the wow oh my god okay however the pack eyes this is i think like the main point Mm -hmm. is that the titanic made a turn by rotating one third of the way from the bow which caused her rudder to hard over and crushed her starboard side into an iceberg okay Mm -hmm. this had it been an iceberg would have caused the ship to flood capsize and sink within minutes damaging the starboard side of the hull and potentially the entire superstructure okay so minutes not two hours minutes gotcha because it it sank quite slowly yeah. i mean obviously two hours is not that like fast and in you know retrospect like looking back onto like the actual incident mm-hmm. but it's like that's kind of a long time if yeah. something's so Especially damaging something that big yeah like you would think even like once the buoyancy is affected like you would think it just it would just go down yes, entirely, exactly. like super fast literally hmm. flood capsize and sink within minutes interesting yeah okay. So yeah, that's there's there's so many other things, but like some of them are just kind of like boring. Fire in the coal bunker. Fire in the coal bunker, and also expansion joints hypothesis, which is more like about the causes and mechanics of the ship. Oh okay. Breakup. Because it remember it like cracked. Yeah, it snapped in half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I'll say. Well, yeah. I mean, it would kind of make some sense as to why this thing that was like supposedly rolling off the floor like brand fucking new like Mm. why you know it didn't survive one fucking like collision but the other ship Mm. had survived three like three different ones well yeah obviously if it was the same ship it was the olympic it would have it wouldn't have survived the fourth one it would have like gotten its ship rocked so that makes that makes absolute sense would have gotten his shit rocked. Like, that makes, yeah. that makes sense. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. What Whoa. do you think? God damn. What do you think is the most likely conspiracy theory? Oh, man. You know, I have seen, like, a little bit about this, I think, on, like, Instagram reels, mm. um, where they were comparing, like, a certain part of the wreckage that's underwater. Mm. Um, and they're like, oh, these doors, um, or these, like, little windows that show into this, like, dining room area. And they're mm. like, it's not on the original, like, photos of the, um. like, I don't know if it's blueprints or, like, original photos. Oh my God. Like, publicity photos of the ship. They're like, yeah, it's not. Thinking it's of, not like, there. pictures of, like, the ship wreckage <laughs> at the bottom of the ocean gives me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> I remember I went to the Body Museum once. And like Ooh, in Vegas at the Luxor, cool. And they had two museum exhibits at the time. Uh, it was the body and um, Titanic. the Titanic. Yeah. And I was like, fuck no, <laughs> like, no, no. I would rather die than like be surrounded by like actual ship wreckage and f- massive photos of ship wreckage of, at like, the bottom under, of the ocean. Of, uh, <laughs> fuck no. You know, I have a very deep fear of the ocean. Oh, I not I'm like of the ocean. I, mm, I, I can't, I can't. It you like said, the voices. <laughs> I'm like a little clammy right now, like just like because thinking about like you know that that one part in the mm. beginning of the Titanic movie when they go down in those little like fucking Bruh. pod things, I'm like I my asshole recedes into my body. I'm like when I see shit like that, I'm like how do people fucking do this? No, I don't for, get it. No, I no, don't get the, it. there's nothing down there you need to go looking for. You know what I also get scared of is in Disneyland's Pirates of the Caribbean. 
um like the water kind of spooks me out because you know yeah i don't know how like deep it is and like the fact that it's just like there ugh, grosses me out yeah. it's only like four feet deep. yeah i think, I, I figured but like yeah. it looks so dark and like murky because oh like, no the same the, i i feel the same way on the the big uh the mark twain riverboat mm, yeah. yeah i love looking and like standing out over it yeah. but like looking around but yeah. i can't look down because oh, that God, shit no. scares me that one's really deep and you know people there was i think one kid died there like <gasps> in the like 80s no him and his brother like they snuck onto tom sawyer island at the time oh, and they like stayed the night they huh? stayed the night and they tried to swim across and one of them the older one fucking he drowned he was like 16 and then his brother like made it across yeah can you imagine being there like all alone i mean it's not that far how'd you drown exactly that's scary that's scary i don't like that no and the water's like so fucking dark all the time too I... dark water is so no i think a, i think there's a scary movie called dark water yeah yeah i think it was loosely based on um i want to say the lisa lamb really case really i'm thinking of like an old like early 2000s movie I'm thinking like mid two thousands, yeah. Because at least the lamb happened in two thousand thirteen, didn't it? I think we're we might be thinking about the same, same thing. thing. Let's see, Dark Water, and the two thousand five film. Two thousand five, Jennifer Connelly. Okay, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. This one, um, there was. I'm pretty sure there was some not Dark Waters, Dark Water. Yeah, there was a girl in the um, like up in the the tank or something like really? that. Like, yeah, it was a, it was. So it was like eerily very similar. similar to Lisa Lamb eerily eerily similar yeah there's a, um, a leaky apartment and then there's like some sort of like weird like, yeah. demonic entity Ooh. It, was, it was good though it was good I oh really... there we go what are similarities between elisa lamb's death and dark water gotcha yeah okay yeah so we can we can look at 2002 that. japanese horror film and then it was redone in 2005 gotcha in the, in the u.s oh my god yeah john c Riley. hello Never seen that that TikTok of that baby that looks like John Cena. No, oh I my don't want god! To. <laughs> His face is very unfortunate distinct. to look at. It's it's a distinct face to to look at. You know. Well, damn. Well, damn. You took me there. You took me to. You took me to such great heights. Such yeah, such great heights and and such intense lows. Eight hundred eighty-two point five feet. I think. I despise that. I know. And then it's I took scary. you on top of a forty-foot bridge, bridge, and then I jumped, I jumped off, off of. Yeah, I jumped off of. In me, I jumped off the bridge. Yeah. Um. Cool. Those are. I think we both had equally cursed stories mm-hmm. today. One hundred percent. Like that's very awful stories. Very awful. Very ominous. Um. In I theme with the weather. I know, right? Honestly, yeah. Like lives. a slope, a creeping storm coming, rolling in. Looming clouds. Looming clouds. Uh, anyway. Well, damn. Um, I hope you guys had fun with us. Yes, I had a good time. I had a good time. I mean, I always do. Even though I stuttered through half of my fucking story. Listen, I feel like I rushed through like the first like half of my day. It happens. So I, yeah, I don't blame you. It, it doesn't take us a minute. But, yeah. Um, yeah, for now, follow us on Twitter. OAGKpod cast <laughs> follow us on instagram on a grassy knoll follow us no email us email us at oagk, O-A-G-K redux r-e-d-u-x at gmail.com yes and actually yeah follow us on spotify and oh, yeah, follow yeah, us yeah, on duh. apple Podcasts. yes please and like and subscribe like leave and us subscribe. a review on apple Podcasts. rate Podcast. review subscribe rate review subscribe rate review subscribe 
Um, shout out to Percy for posting us on her Instagram. Yeah, what a sweet baby angel. I love you, Percy. Everybody should be more like Percy. Yeah, just so y'all know. Just so y'all know. Uh, know, In case y'all were wondering, you need to step it up to her level. Um, yeah, that's that's all we got for today. today. We Um, we shall see you next week, though. We'll see you. Yeah, we'll see you on our grassy knoll. On on the grassiest of knolls. On another fine. What day is today? Wednesday. 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 Such is such is perfect. All right. Okay. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.